welcome to Law & Order S Review here on Fanversation. That's right, this is the Law & Order S View recap discussion. One might say it after show. One might. Uh, I am Yael Teagle. I'm joined as always by Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Hi. Um, this is SVU Season 22, Episode 2, Ballot, Ballot, I'm killing Ballad Ballad of Dwight and Irina. Irina. I'm going to be honest. I knew that it was ballad. I saw that it was ballad. And for whatever reason, my mouth did not say it. You said ballot. Like you're still thinking about the election, I guess. I really am. It's on my mind. <laughs> Before we jump into this episode, uh, I'm going to provide a hotline for anyone who finds themselves in a situation where they might need assistance. Please feel free to reach out to Rain. They're here to help you. Their number is 1-800-656-4673, 1-800-656-4673. Um, again, if you're in a situation, if you've been assaulted, if you need help, please reach out. Uh, also, uh, this show, SVU, tends to tackle darker subjects. Um, and when that happens, we make light. And we consider that your content warning, just in case this might not be the show for you, I can feel myself getting ready to make light. So please prepare for this episode. This was quite a doozy. It was. Yeah, but also it wasn't because we've seen it before in an episode called Pop. That's right. Welcome to the recap of season 12, episode 11, Pop. Exactly. We just like went a decade back and that's where we are now. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe they thought it's been 10 years and we won't remember. But and they don't know we, us, clearly. Right. Um, all right, let me tell you what happened in this episode. Uh, the quick cap, according to IMDb, Rollins and Tamin respond to a dangerous domestic violence call while Finn gives his deposition in the lawsuit against him. The least descriptive uh, quick cap ever. But it's not wrong. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> yes. Um, what did you think of this episode? Other than the fact that, like, it's the story of Pop. I thought it was, like, it was fine. It was, like, a good episode. I was entertained by it. Um, I didn't feel like it was, like, groundbreaking by any means. And I have, I have a way that this could have been so much more interesting and i'll tell you after we get done discussing because it's gonna blow your guys's mind and i should be hired for the show because i just had a theory that it was gonna happen the whole time and it didn't and i'm so disappointed wait you want to wait and tell us afterwards you don't want to tell me now what it is that you think should have happened okay fine i can tell you guys now okay here's the thing it should have been the daughter that did it it should have been the daughter because we the planted big. the seed we planted the seed early that they were worried that there was sexual abuse on the daughter I was like, okay, well, they planted that seed that's going to come back. She was in the bathroom with the with the boy. Either she was, like, protecting her mom and her brother, or, like, she did do it by accident. I don't know. It should have been the daughter. They weren't questioning her about anything except for what they ate for dinner. Like, I just really think that would have twisted it. And so maybe the mom and the brother are trying to protect her. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. First of all, that would have been genius. They really That's did drop enough seeds. It should have happened because everything wove through and I was like, oh my gosh, it would make so much sense. But it didn't so, happen. So. One of the first notes that I took was the story about the bacon where he's like, you took the bacon and the kid's like, I'm vegan. Um, yeah. And, and she clearly did it. 
the girl took the bacon. That's and I, what I'm saying. Now you say it, I'm like, oh shoot, that would have been so good. It would have been so interesting, and if like, because it makes sense, because she's you know she's like the youngest one, she's like a baby, like both of them would be trying to protect her, and she was trying to protect them in a way. It would have been so good. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. Thank you for sharing your theory. You're welcome. So um, all right. Um, <laughs> let's talk I'm, about let's talk about the case. All right. So when we first get the call for the yeah. DV case, um, and Ben says it's to wait for backup, uh, and Kat is feeling like, um, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Daryl says you mean the daughter with the dead eye. Daryl, you got me there. You got me there, dude. Yeah. It's like the, um, one of those, the born psychopath. That was like an episode where that kid was like. That's the one where Snowball died. Snowball. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that's like, like, who cares what else happened? Like, that's what was, in a bathtub, right? Yep. Oh, connect again. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. Right, so let's talk about the episode. So Kat's going, uh, gets the call, is going to go. And Benson's like, get back up. And Kat feels, you know, that. Uh, she's being held on a short leash still. And I do like the fact that this episode twice brought up like previous episodes in yeah. the fact that no one brought up pop is weird, but whatever. Right. <laughs> I'm like, at least you could have recognized it instead of trying to be all slick and sly, but it's fine. It, yeah, because they bring up Dodd's death. Um, they bring up Pippa's husband. Like, they bring up these things that occurred, but not things that like, Cases that are, are extremely relevant, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so this episode is tackling how abuse has gotten worse through the pandemic. And we will talk more about that uh, when we get to our rip from the headlines section. Um, mm -hmm. But I want to talk about the method of murder because a hairdryer to the tub is so old school. I um, loved it, kind of. I was like, ooh, that's interesting. It uh, reminds me of the classic movie, uh, What Women Want, with Mel Gibson, where he electrocutes himself and then can hear women's voices. Oh, my gosh. They ripped from so many places for this. This is a <laughs> mashup. It's a collage. I, the more I think about it, the more I'm trying to understand how this, like, I don't know that if I were a kid, I don't know that I would have put together if I was going to kill somebody that the hairdryer in the bathtub is the way to do it, except for like old movies. So maybe they were trying to gear us to thinking it was the mom because it was like such an old school method. I feel like I knew that because we talked about like safety in school. Like, I feel like I knew that young because it was like, oh, like when it's something's plugged in, like don't get it too close. I don't know. I feel like I knew that when I was little. But I understand what Maybe. you're saying, how it could be like, yeah, the mom, the, like who else would have known to do that? I mean, maybe, I I don't know. Uh, I just, I thought like it seemed like a very old school. Um, yeah, that's true. Also like at that point, just bring a toaster, like really. <laughs> just throw a toaster in there. That yeah. so much better. Why did we not do that? Um, because also that could not be self-defense in any way. They were just making toast in the bathroom, the small apartment, whatever. I mean, they did ask the guy, is it possible that he was blow drying his own hair in the bathroom? <laughs> he was like, not likely. <laughs> um, 
We also, okay, so one of my notes, I even tweeted it, is that all of the men in her life are trash. Just absolute um, garbage. I, this, okay, so we meet Will's biological father, who is a cop, who's like, yeah, he gets bullied by my ex's new boyfriend. You're a cop. Your child is being beaten by a stranger. What do you do? Yeah, but then, okay, then let's, let me say another theory I had that never panned out. That the dad, the biological dad, when he was trying to say, oh, like, I killed Dwight, like, it was me, he was so aggressive with him. He was, like, pulling his arm, like, screaming out, and I was like, maybe it's the dad that's abusing him, too. But we never, we never went back to that, either. What was the meaning? That everyone in her life is trash. I guess, but, like, it didn't fit in with the murder case of it all and the abuse case of it all. It should have. I mean, I think it, it's, I assume it's to tie back to when she talks about her childhood, that she saw her mother being abused and yeah. therefore she was, she continues to, you know, the cycle continues and she goes after men who abuse her. The cop abused her. Dwight abused her. The lawyer, I got a shout out. I have to shout this out. This, uh, our lawyer Calabrese, this actor is a repeat offender times five. I have all the episodes <laughs> for you. He was in season two, episode six. He was in season 10, episode four. He was in season 13, episode 14, um, which is where he played uh, Jake T. Austin's dad. Um, he was in season 16, episode so seven. And I mean, but it one. is good. Five. That's wild. Because I, I, I was going to say, I was even a little bit confused by that. Because, like, do lawyers ever act like that? Like, is that a thing? I was like, does she know this guy from, like, not being a lawyer? I assumed that he was like a like related to Dwight or like was somehow you know I assumed he was like there was a connection I feel like we're missing a scene that explains I, how he and her because it also I don't want to make assumptions on this person's lifestyle but I feel like um there's a chance that he's like an ex um, that's what I'm thinking too because I was just like so confused by that I was like did I miss a line where he's like a brother of someone or like an ex? Like, I just don't understand why he's like this. Well, so there's a line where Benson says to him, do you always talk to women like that? And he says, excuse me, captain. I could hear the air quotes on the word captain. I captain. <laughs> yeah, that was um, a little bit bizarre to me, but okay, sure. Like I said, every man in her life, trash. Trash. Except for Will. Um, not a man. Boy. He's a boy. True. A male, I'm just thinking. Um, I also like when Sherry, uh, Dwight's prego wife from West Virginia, shows up. I love just, like, how much that didn't matter. <laughs> like, we could have done without her. It would have been probably pretty fine. It changed nothing. It changed That's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, like, what a twist. And then she was there for, like, two scenes. <laughs> I guess we just, like, needed to re-edify. Uh, what is the word? Re-edify? Yeah, right? I don't know. We needed to solidify the fact that Dwight sucks. But, like, reiterate. Reiterate. Wow, you guys, fun fact, I just put icy hot on my forehead just had a headache. Maybe I should not do that anymore. Because... <laughs> Reiterate that he sucks, but we knew that. We didn't need 
more evidence. I, I had all the evidence I needed. Yeah, I thought when she showed up, I was like, what a fun twist. Like, he's, pre- he's married, she's pregnant. And then when they're, when um, Carice is talking to Irina and she's like, no, 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 they, no, no, they broke up. No, 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 must have, no, no, they're not together. I was like, cool, this is going to play into something. And then it no. didn't. Um, and then at the end, when she's really mad that um, I loved it, years, I was like, but she can sue. Like, she can sue for money. And then I went, oh, I don't think there's money. But that was one of my, that was in my favorite quotes because she acted her ass off. I care. I care. That's all. It had big, like, we just discussed Bowie the other day. Ellen. Like, it had big, like, Ellen energy to me. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I also have a quote. Uh, we'll get to the best lines in a bit, but um, I want to talk about Finn's storyline for a second. Unless yeah. there's anything else you want to say about Pop. I mean, Ballad and Dwight. <laughs> Sorry, and Ballad and Dwight. Oh, yeah. I want to okay. say Carisi finally gets a trial. Yes, we did. Um, we've been waiting for that. And then Pippa, I really love that Pippa got brought back. And then Rollins reminding the audience who Pippa's husband is and that he went to prison for child porn. Um, yeah. I loved all of that. I I just feel like Rollins, Pippa is not responsible for what that man right. did. Right. Like, girl, chill out. Like, Pippa's still, Pippa's still cool. We're cool with Pippa. I love Pippa. I do too. She's great. Well, yeah. we get another mention of another character, but we'll talk about that when we talk about Finn. Um, yes. All right. Let's talk about Finn's story. So he's being deposed. He's being sued. Um, I have to call this out because it's been killing me since last season, since episode two. Um, so the characters from that storyline were Leon and Andre the little boy. The woman, her name is Joelle in the show. They say Joelle. They call her Joelle. For whatever reason, she's credited as Simone and it's killing me and I don't understand. That's just hilarious because I'm like, that is not even close. It's not even like a Joeen, Joeen, Joel. Like it's Simone. <laughs> I it's it's killing me, and like every time I'm like, who is Simone? Okay. Anyway, um, so, maybe that'll uh, come back in the play. Maybe she's got a maybe evil twin storyline. Um, Let's go. I'm into it. So there's a two million, she ends up winning a two million dollar settlement. Um, we also get mention of a new girlfriend, Phoebe. Uh, that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. It's Phoebe Baker. Do you remember Phoebe? Oh. It's that Phoebe. Phoebe Baker, um, played by Eva Mendez. Not Eva Mendez. It's, hold on, I'll Google it for you. It's not Eva Mendez. It's not yeah. even Mendez. <laughs> Phoebe Baker, the the cop from Vice. She is. Oh, come on. Right? The, from the episode yeah. um, uh, Broccoli. She's from Jennifer Esposito. Jennifer Esposito. Jennifer Esposito. Jennifer Esposito. She works with the Vice and Broccoli, squad. right? Yeah. I think is so. That who yeah, we loved her. We, we were like, make her. Yeah, I think so. It had to be. Like, bring her back, please. What a, if that's who they were referring to, I was like, who's Phoebe? What a subtle. It had to be. Dude. Who else would they be? Because they had some attention in that episode that we liked. Right. And he tried oh, to get liked. back together with it. Oh, my God. If that's who it is, amazing. 
I promise it is because like they're not just gonna throw the name Phoebe in there. <laughs> um, I love it. I'm so here for it. I want um, her back. Like I want to not just reverence her. I want to see her again, though. I loved yeah. her character. She was so funny. I just want to. Yes, my not dad. <laughs> my dad. I want it noted that I understand that I said Eva Mendez when it's Jennifer Esposito. <laughs> my bad. I mean, Eva Mendes should be on SVU, though. It's not going to twist it. Right. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, my bad. All right. So uh, I th the other thing I really want to talk about is at the end of just that last scene at the end of this episode, um, which honestly, I would have liked more of that and less of pop. Um, so, right. Uh, Finn talks about how he never trusted the kids, uh, the cops when he was a kid. And then he grew up and he worked his way into SVU because there's no gray area when taking down pedophiles. Um, and I really appreciated that, especially based off, you know, building on what we saw last week um, and the first episode and really what's going on in the world. Um, and then we have this great conversation with Kat and Rollins. And it reminded me of the article that I um, gave us the bullet points for last week, the interview with Warren Light, where he talked about how Kat is a different generation um, and so when they're talking about the protests, Rollins says, you know, we were under attack, we were supposed to sit there and take it. And Kat says, no, we were supposed to de-escalate and not overreact. And genuinely, I wanted more of that discussion. I'm hoping that, that they didn't, I'm hoping that they didn't like expand on it too much because it's going to be a conversation that flows through, not even just the rest of the season, the rest of the show, because I mean, I think that once you do something like you did last week and once the culture has shifted so much like in the real world i feel like there's no not discussing that anymore and i hope they don't try to sweep it on the rug because i think it's a really important conversation to have and build upon so it's not just like an episode of the week type thing because i feel like that would be even more disrespectful than like not covering it all if you know what i mean so yeah. i'm hoping that they they have they like keep weaving that through and having that conversation over a long period of time um, I agree with you. I think that it needs to continue. Um, I think that it's so interesting because, you know, when the show started 22 years ago, Benson was the the young um, and 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 progressive and with it uh, detective, and then Rollins yeah. came in. She was the young and progressive and with it detective. Progressive. And <laughs> progressive for where she's from. Uh, yeah. And, um, and then Kat is there being like, hey, hello. Yeah, um, it's really interesting. It's exciting. Kat, here's a question. Is Kat a millennial or Gen Z? Oh, I think that she's a millennial because Gen Z, I'm not even a Gen Z. I'm 24. I'm like, well, I'm on like the cusp of both. So she's a millennial, okay. but she's like a young millennial. Because I'm, I'm what? She's like in her late 20s? Early 20s? I think she's supposed to be your age. Okay. Well, then she's she's a young millennial then, but she's like, cl she's closer to Gen Z than anyone else by a lot. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. So Gen Z is like, uh, 1997-ish. Like yeah, it's like the year. It depends on what source you look at, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing she's a young millennial. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, but um, uh, all right. Well, let's move along um to. Our best lines. I don't have a. I'm so sorry. I don't have a banner for best lines. What are That's some fine. of the best lines? 
I mean, we've kind of touched on some of them, um, but I don't eat bacon. I'm a vegan. I just love because it was just like <laughs> just in there. Um, I loved Carisi saying, "Do you th- do we all think this was an accident?" And just people blank staring at him for about five entire seconds, and that was so funny. Everyone's just like, mm. <laughs> "I love that." Um, the it's not funny, but it's. Like, Oh, no, you broke up. My wife. Was that a proposal? Was that a proposal? Oh, do you hear me now? I hear you now. Was it um, the way you okay. left my balls? You might as well be my wife. And then she goes, is that a proposal? Like, oh, God, that's over. That's the exciting proposal. Like, absolutely not. I we wrote that one, too. Now. I was, it was so, like, sad and gross. But I was like, oh, man, like, this. Uh, what a what a guy what a what a dude that we're dealing with here but um, um yeah those were the ones I wrote, that I had i wrote that one the bust in my bald one and then i also wrote down when leanne says to cat that dad uh, god's not mad at uh, her father even though he was yelling and i was like i'm sorry god gets mad for yelling uh, i'm going to hell for yelling because i'm if that's the case i'm fucked as someone who went to Catholic school and knows the story about when Jesus yelled in the temple and flipped the tables, can't be true. <laughs> can't, doesn't check out. Thank you. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Yelling's on a sin, you guys. So. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about the headlines that this is ripped from, um, because this is ripped from a headline, uh, not in the usual sense, that it's not based on a specific story, um, but it is based on the increase in domestic violence during the pandemic. Um, There is uh, an article um, from the New England Medical, uh, New England Journal of Medicine um, about a pandemic within a pandemic, the intimate partner violence during COVID-19, because it has surged uh, as people are stuck at home. Um, and I think that's something very important that people should be keeping an eye out and paying attention to, um, reaching out to people, checking in on them, um, because we're in such a scary time where you're at risk if you leave the house and some people are at risk staying in the house. Um, I agree. I think it, I really like that they mentioned that. Obviously, it's horrible that it's happening, but I think it's an important thing to like bring awareness to. So I did like that they um, added a little bit of information on that in this episode. Um, I think it's really odd, though, to have that be like a, a sentence that is said while the child is at the school that should be closed. And they rip their mask off in the middle of the school. It's fine. And they rip, rip their mask off to talk. Um, I'm just I saying, just I think it's, it's just so funny. There's no consistency. It was a choice. It was a choice. It was um, a choice. Yes. I also have some show news uh, for those who have not been paying attention. Wentworth Miller, who is a repeat offender um, on SVU, has been there in two episodes so far. He uh, made a statement, I believe last week uh, or the week before, about how he uh, will not be returning to the show Prison Break, which was a show that he was on and then got rebooted and he came back. He will not be returning. He has decided that he's not going to play any more straight characters. And you may recall- We love that. that Last season, season 21, episode six, murdered at a bad address. He showed up as a queer character, ADA Isaiah Holmes. 
he said this tweet, I'm not going to play gay characters. And I said, bring him back. And then they did. So he will be returning this oh, season. Yes. I love how many um, just people they seem to be just bringing back. Like, I love it. Because it's all the characters that we liked and said, hey, bring him back. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited for him to come back. Um, that, that said, I... And requesting that when he returned, he and Carisi finally go out. I'm just putting it out there. Um, well, are you going to bring up the other piece of news that I sent you on Twitter this week? Um, it has not been confirmed. Okay. It is a rumor. Would you like to bring it up? Sure, um, because this complicates what you're saying about wanting them together. Because someone saw a tweet or tweeted out this week that they saw... Um, our man Barbara, Barba on set for SVU this week. So he might be making an appearance. It's not confirmed yet, like you said. So it's just a rumor, but there's some um, there's some light evidence to confirm it. So we'll the way see. you say it is so subtle. The way that it happened is so funny. Um, it is. Was, this woman was complaining um, about SVU, I think, like blocking traffic or the sidewalk or something. Well, it was because it, they were like, there was a lot of people and we're still in COVID. <laughs> I think that yeah. was why. She was like, well, why is it just fair? But yes. But, so know. she was complaining and she mentioned that she saw Mariska and Raul. And so she he was, everyone was like, I'm sorry, you saw Raul? Yeah. Uh, what? So, spoiler. <laughs> but that um, would be so, give me my love triangle. Give me my Barisi plus Wilmworth Miller love triangle. Oh my god, I would be so down for that triangle. Um also, um Anna says it's pretty much confirmed. I love That's that. fair. I'm so hot. Oh my gosh, because he had such an unfortunate last episode that we will not talk about because it makes Yale so mad. And me, but Yale gets really mad when we talk about how he left. It's because it doesn't make any sense. All right, moving on. <laughs> exactly. Um, moving on. What's, uh, what, is, what do we do here? What is our thing? Uh, weekly polls next. We do indeed have weekly polls. So last week we asked you guys um, what your favorite season premiere episode has been lately. And um, disappointed but not surprised at the results fine um we have coming in at last guardians and gladiators at seven percent that was last week yeah not surprising but then in third place we have locum which is so upsetting to me because i love locum so much locum's a great episode but it's not it doesn't feel like a premiere it's just a great i episode. don't care i don't care i just love the episode so much second place we have your one of your favorites you know lost reputation that's the one with craigan in the hooker in the bed and then of course uh, number one 50 percent of the vote we have surrender benson fine great knew you guys would vote it i don't like it but i'm in the minority and i'm well aware of that <laughs> whatever um and so this week we are asking you guys what your favorite episode with names in it is. Um, so we have Amaro's 180, that's season 15, episode 11. Yale, tell us yes. about that one. Um, Amaro's 180 is the episode where um, they're having a party at Benson's and he leaves um, and he helps an officer chase down an unarmed black man 
and shoots him because the um, rookie who was shooting her bullet ricocheted and shot herself. And so she thought that the kid shot the girl. So he shot um, and uh, paralyzed the boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, uh, the actor who plays the boy um, is uh, Aubrey Joseph from Cloak and Dagger. Oh, interesting. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, but that's a good episode. All these are actually pretty good. Um, then we have Holden's Manifesto, that's season 16, episode four. That's a great one. That's the one where um, it's like the incel guy and Ron like chases him on a rooftop. And it's like kind of based off of like YouTubers and stuff. No, no, no. Holden's Manifesto oh, no, wait, no, is Jake. based off of the, you're, you're mixing two. You're mixing the Gamergate one, uh, which is on the rooftop and has YouTubers. Holden's Manifesto, she comes to the school and has the one-on-one -on -one in the classroom with him. Oh, right. Oh, wait. But isn't one of the Paul brothers in it, or is he in the no, Gamergate one? No, they're in the Gamergate one. one. Oh, shoot. I must have mixed that up. But I do remember. Holden's Manifesto is great. That, but Holden's the, Manifesto is such a good one. It's based on the um, Isla Vista murders, um, and it's got the creepy guy, and he makes YouTube videos throughout the whole thing, and he goes, okay, yeah. there's a march here, uh, blah, 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 yeah. blah, these people. It reminded me so a little good. bit of like the Father Shadow episode too, which is one I love. Father Shadow, you know, it's like yes. such a good one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We have Forgiving Rollins. That's season sixteen, episode ten. Um, oh, and that's a good one. We get some answers one. about what happened to Rollins on the job a long time ago. Which this is not an option, but that question in storyline is introduced in Educated Guest with Natasha Leone, which is such a good episode. I love how I just get an excuse to talk about other episodes through these polls, <laughs> but. I love, I love it. So, and then we, of course we have this one, which we've been talking about for 30 minutes. So I'm hoping that you know the storyline is up. So go, go to vote on the poll. We'll tell you where to find that in just a little bit. We will tell you where to find that in just a bit. Um, we added a new segment um, to our show called, what did we learn? Shoot, um, I, I forgot to think about this. Well, I have, I have my answer. Uh, we learned that Taylor uh came up with a much better who done it this week thank you that's a really that means a lot to me um i guess that i'm gonna say you're allowed to plagiarize yourself because they just ripped up <laughs> and i guess i guess that the showrunner in the south didn't write but it's still the same show so it's technically still ripping yourself off um so yeah and also let's see i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i learned that's interesting and the hair dryer in the bathtub that's and i didn't learn that but i was reminded that that's a thing now i'm scared to take a shower but it's fine i don't even own a hair dryer i don't know why so you know what's funny is i um i'm afraid to leave any of my uh hair product appliances so like curling iron straighteners whatever plugged oh, in um and i also am afraid to get them near the sink yeah it's scary. Yeah. Are like modern hair dryers like built to kind of protect you against that a little bit? I don't think so. Okay, will someone make that because it's <laughs> scary. Um, amazing. What this was? This was a fun chat about this. Episode. I'm really bummed out that the little girl didn't do it. And that's what I'm saying. They planted all the seeds and they didn't do anything with it. Sorry. Yeah. The fact that the little girl, it didn't turn out that, like, there's something, you know, that she was abused um, in any way. It just seems odd that, like, she comes out of this kind of unscathed. Like, yeah, 
Her mother and brother are on trial for murdering her father. She had to eat a, a very normal. She had to had to eat a, a vegan hamburger. Like get over it. That's all. That's all that I eat vegan burgers all the time. They're good. I'm not even. That's what I'm saying. She doesn't like them though. So that was her only like. That's what she suffered through. Which like, I'm glad. Like let's not get it twisted. Like we're glad that she didn't get hurt. But like, it would have been the more compelling storyline. You know. I mean, I don't know that we're saying we're glad that she's fine. I'm saying, well, I don't know. This, is, this gets sketchy. This gets to sketchy territory. I just, look, the other interesting thing that was missing from this episode, I would say, uh, was Noah. Also, I would say maybe if they had some more clowns, like send in the clowns. Maybe I'd boost it a little higher, but we don't know. I just want to talk about other episodes. I just you love uh pop. So Maybe much. we get a pregnancy, uh pregnancy pact <laughs> from babes. <laughs> um it, I do yeah. like pop. Pop is the first fun fact, pop is the first episode I ever watched live. So it has a special place in my heart. But that's why mm-hmm. this episode was especially just like I watched this live ten years ago. Like yeah, it's the same thing, and that, I actually like the um actress in Pop a lot. I don't know, she she was like fun to watch. I, I feel uh, like everyone has like a lot of attitude in Pop, which I appreciate. Like everyone was like very like, just uh like very New Yorker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Anna wants to go back to <laughs> the Finn plot, um, because someone showed up late to our show. Um, that says that Ron's comment about police was very Southern white lady, which is good or great because she's in character. Um, I agree. Um, I am surprised that Rollins, because um, whenever there's like a domestic abuse case, I think she's like, well, my mama, like she always comes back and talks about it. But she didn't mention it in this episode. It's, you know what it is? It's because every time it's one, like she goes back and forth, as we remember from part 33, one of the most polarizing episodes on the mm-hmm. show um, is that sometimes when there's a DV case, Rollins is very much like the woman is at fault because she wasn't strong enough. And sometimes she's like, you know, like a, I think, reasonable person being like, she was abused. Um, right. And so, she like didn't really put any, of, I mean, of her emotions. She didn't have any opinion. Yeah. Yeah. She was just like, oh, yeah, this happened. It did. Um, it's it's interesting because um, when she's talking to Benson about Finn's case, um, and and I think Benson says to her like, "This is you know, this is very reasonable that um, Joelle slash Simone would um, fought, would sue the police because she has been in this vic- this victim uh, relationship yeah. for so long." That's true. Yeah. It's very true. I don't know. It's um, quite the episode. One year. That's all. <laughs> I don't um, know with that. I love it. All right. Before we uh, wrap things up, I want to remind everybody that if you are in a situation and you need help, please reach out. We're going into the holiday season. So, you know, this is a time where people are even more at home. And if you need help, please reach out to Rain. Their number again is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Um, also, it's they have, hope. 
it does spell out four six seven three spells hope oh, um, but they do have an anonymous chat that you can do online if you can't make a phone call um please you know take care of yourselves um it's really important to us that you all stay safe and get help if you need it we will uh will we be doing the episode an older episode next week i forgot we were supposed to talk about this before oh it's yeah being made right now yep why not okay Thanksgiving weekend, even though there's no new holiday or no is new episode, we'll be doing. Is there like a Thanksgiving episode? I'm sure I will find it. Um, okay, cool. We'll try to do that. We'll try to be in theme. All right. We will definitely be back then on Sunday and then the week after with a new episode. Um, I know that it was revealed that Tamara Tooney, our Emmy Medical Examiner Warner, is in that episode, episode three. I love I, I'm so happy. I reached out and asked her if she wanted to come. I don't have a confirmation yet, but if you would like to tweet at her that she <laughs> should be on Law & Order S Review, that's the name of this show, um, you can go ahead and do so. Everyone just spam her with tweets. Yeah, because that us, would... But also for you, because yes. you can give that interview from us. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's how we're doing things these days. Uh, but until next week, Taylor, where can everyone find you and the poll? You guys can find me and the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore. And you can also find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I also host a podcast about Twilight called One in Forks. That's on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, everywhere. It's a lot of fun. So if you like Twilight or like to make fun of Twilight, you would like that show. So come join us at One in Forks too. Um, you can find me everywhere at Yell Teagle. This podcast is available every week live on Fanversation's YouTube channel. We are also available everywhere you listen to audio podcasts. Um, that version does have a 30 second, well, 45 second ad at the beginning. Um, listen to it. Enjoy the sound of my voice. But also, um, let me know. I know that someone said it's hard to find us on um, the podcast format. So let me know if you have trouble and I will continue to adjust our SEO and things so that you can find us because we want to be found and we want to talk to everybody about SVU. Uh, you can also talk to me about any other episodes during the week on Twitter and Instagram at Yeltiegel, Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Thanks, everybody. You guys can only talk to me about episodes if it's about Sun and the Clown or Babes. <laughs> that sounds accurate. <laughs> Just kidding. Talk to me too. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.